25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right. Let's do it. Let's start hour number two. Let's do it. Start it right now. I'm all for it. Are you all for it? I'm all for it. Let's do it. Hour two. Here we go on this Friday. The next time you and I talk will be next week. We're going to know who the Super Bowl winner is. Yes, it's going to be great. One way or the other conversation will be great. The other thing that's going to happen really quickly is we're going to have college baseball or what, two weeks away? Yeah, I guess so. Two weeks from today, we'll have first pitch of the 2020 college baseball season. So uh, that's coming up and we'll talk a little baseball in this hour as well. If everything goes according to plan, we'll be joined by coach Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss preview their upcoming season. You know, they're replacing some guys, but it's one of those where that's the case with any high-level baseball program. Why? Because you've got three-year players, not four. <laughs> you know, the Gray Kessingers of the world, they come in there as a part of a highly ranked recruiting class, and they uh, they play for three years and then are gone, you know? And you have to replace them. You know that when you recruit them, and that's just the way it is at Ole Miss. It's the way it is at State. And so in just a bit, we'll talk with Coach Bianco and look ahead. And they're doing really well on – Ticket sales, too. I saw state folks were tweeting out today that I think they've sold the most uh, or maybe broken a record for ticket sales prior to a season this year. So state fans certainly excited. And I think Ole Miss is knocking on the door about to sell enough tickets to break their record also. So if you don't believe people in the state of Mississippi love baseball, then you know I don't know what to tell you. It's so much different uh, in other states if um, – we go one state over, cross the state line into Alabama where I grew up. Right now, this time of year, again in March, again in April, May, June, July, it's drumming up every college football topic they can come up with. People just if You can go over there to the state of Alabama, get on the radio, and if you talk college baseball too much, they'll fire you. Whereas on this side of the state line in Mississippi, if you don't talk college baseball enough on the radio, they'll fire you. <laughs> At least that's my... Uh, Perception, the way I view it. So as a part of that baseball conversation, you're welcome to be a part of it. Lots of ways for you to do it. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. They're Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. On Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Go check them out. See the fleet. Drive one. Test drive one. Get yourself a mower. You're going to need one. Really soon, you'll need a mower. So uh, hit me up on the Divinity phone. It's 995-1059. Hello to everybody on Facebook and on Periscope watching on the live streams. You can see the number right there, 601 number, 995-1059. Text me on the text line. I know it's redundant, but you get the point. Text me. 
885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's a 601 number. Back over to the text line here real quick. Hogjowl says that Mahomes, you know, to boot, reason to pull for him, he's a great kid, and he does really seem like that. Really a fine individual, a leader. He's good to go. So, Roger, we were talking about the China virus. Uh, I'm going to come back to this picture. Roger sent me a, a picture a little bit ago about it looks like uh, he's basically people on their own creating blockades and not letting people pass roads into their communities and stuff. And so because of the outbreak of this virus over there, you may have a little bit of anarchy going on. Hard to believe it all goes back to you know a guy eating a bird and somebody enjoying some bat soup. But I know um, scary part of that thing is you're contagious without having any symptoms, so you don't you're spreading it like typhoid Mary. Yeah, and you have no idea. Just this scary deal. And this uh, WHO declaring it a global emergency, according to the the people who work in that business, that is a yeah. huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. And flights Delta and American, no flights from there to here. The good news is, here's the thing about it. Uh, we're in good shape here. And then the second best news is we are only two weeks away from the start of the college baseball season. Let's talk about it right now with a man who has uh, been a part, uh, kind of the face of college baseball and the consistent face of college baseball uh, throughout the state of Mississippi for a lot of years. He is the head baseball coach at Ole Miss, Mike Bianco. Y'all can follow him on Twitter at Coach Mike Bianco, and he's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone. Coach, it won't be long now, will it? Yeah, it's it's here, isn't it? It's it's amazing, and and you know it as a former athlete. You just it seems like you wait so long, but then all of a sudden you blink and it's here. And uh, yeah, we're super excited, Matt. You know, Coach. Um, now, a good radio host would have already would know this. But I think I've lost track on the numbers of years for you at Ole Miss. What year will this be? What are we approaching? This is my twentieth year, and uh, and I always uh, say it tongue in cheek. You know, time flies when you're having fun, but it but it's it's really true. And uh, you know, wow, I don't think anybody in this profession, when you start for for a lot of reasons, but think that you're going to be in one place for for that long. But I think the biggest is I got here. I was thirty three years old. And, Man, I'm just worried about finding the, the bats and the balls in the uniform. You know, let alone you know what's going to happen. You know, a few years down the road, and and then you wake up one day and it's uh, you're entering your 20th season. Yeah, and the support—that's the thing too. That I, I just kind of take a step back and go in that 20 years, coach. You know, I go back to ticket sales before your first year, attendance before your first year, what the stadium was like your first year, to what all those things are now. It is. Um, I mean, it's been an onward and upward thing every year, and I, you're getting ready to break a season ticket sales record again this year, aren't you? You're right. Uh, you know, we broke one last year, uh, just over 7,200 season tickets, and and uh, we're we're less than 200. I think about 150 away from breaking that record uh, again this year, and we've been ranked in uh, I think the top two, if I'm right, top two in attendance for the last maybe five years, and uh, and really since we've been here in the top, you know, uh, well I think for 15 years in the top, you know, five, and uh, and so it's really uh, it's been great. A lot of people have had their hands in it, you know, as you know. Uh, it's not just me. It's, it's 
uh, certainly people you know, beyond me. It's it's the fans that have bought in. It's the administration that's bought in. Uh, some great players and some great coaches. But uh, yeah, excited. You know, excited that we're we're really close to breaking a record. So you know, people out there that are listening, you know, uh, get on get online tonight. Uh, get on the phone and you know, call the oldest ticket office and and get your seats before they're gone. I'm not telling you what to do. I mean, far be it for me to tell a coach who's been, you know, here for 20 years what to do. But I think if you were to go ahead and name John Rice Plumley and Jerry and Ely two of your starting outfielders, you'd probably sell the rest of those tickets tonight. <laughs> You're right. What a joy they've been, and uh, you know, the, the most asked questions, even when they were, you know, had the sh- uh, the shoulder pads on and the helmets, you know, back in the fall. Where we haven't even seen them yet, you know. Those, you know, how are they going to fit into the program? Well, you know, gosh, we got to get them, all, get them off the football field, get them over here. But, yeah, what, uh, you know, what, how neat it's been, you know, just to see the energy and everybody knew the athleticism that they would bring. I mean, that was quite evident watching them. But, you know, to me, you know, uh, they're they're baseball players, you know, uh, and I get, you know, they're outstanding football players as well. But they're baseball players. They're not guys that kind of do it, you know, you know, part time or guys that, you know, look, you know, roll roll and, you know, just run real fast and maybe we'll put a glove on them and see if they can catch it and hit it. You know, these guys are, you know, great additions and it's hard. You know, people say, are they going to start on opening day? It's really hard just because the other kids we've watched for six months, you yeah, know, these right. guys we've watched for, you know, six days. And, uh, and, and it's really hard to be good at both. You know, we've watched it through the years with Sinquez Golson and others. Uh, but it, but it's rare to find somebody that could be really good at both. You know, we had Seth Smith, who was a tremendous baseball player, but he was the backup quarterback. Now, Eli Manning was here at the time, so maybe that's part of the reason he was the backup. Right. But, uh, but, but you look at Sinquez, Sinquez, it was hard for him. You know, to, to to be a star at both, and you know it's rare when you can do that. But if anybody can do it, I think these guys can. And, and just speed, you know, I think that's one thing for me. I I'd love to know from your perspective as a coach. I mean, we know you value a guy who can throw ninety seven. You know, you we know you value somebody who can hit from both sides, who can field like Gray Kessinger, who can put one over the bullpen and right. You know, but. For you as a coach, somebody that runs a four three forty yard dash like a John Rice or a Jerry and Ely, where does that how do you value that as a baseball coach? Well, you know, in a lot of different ways, but where they where their skill set is in the outfield, you know, they're gonna cover a lot of ground. And, you know, it's hard to quantify. It's hard mm-hmm. in, you know, especially in our game, major league game they can quantify it a little better just because, you know, they have the equipment to do so. But, you know, a ball that would have dropped you know, if they weren't there, you know, running it down, you know, the stolen bases and being able to score runs, the havoc that they can cause mm-hmm. on the bases. Uh, but if it was just about speed, you know, that we, we would be recruiting track stars, you know, so you sure. got to play the other skills of the game. You got to be able to get to first base to really make the, you know, you know, some of that speed, you know, uh, you know, valuable. And, uh, you have to take good, good routes at the ball to make that speed valuable. So, you know, and, and to this point, to, to that point so far, they've shown that they've shown that it's good baseball speed. It's not just speed. It's good baseball speed. And, you know, Ely in the first inter squad game, his first at bat, uh, he's facing Doug McKenzie, freshman all American, you know, uh, arguably our best pitcher last year. And, uh, it was an 0-1 count and, 
Doug's best pitch is, a, is his curveball, and he he lines one of Doug's curveballs right back up the middle. He ends up getting two hits that day, gets another hit the next day, and and so you know right out of the gates, you know uh, he, he he showed he belonged. Sure, Mike Bianco on your radio right now, going into his twentieth year as the head baseball coach at Ole Miss, and they have a heck of a talented team. And you know, you mentioned the Casey. He, um, I, you know, he put it on display a bunch last year, and and so coming back, it's fair to say that he's got a chance to be one of the best, if not the best, on Fridays in the SEC this year. I think so, but as you know, in our league, uh, there's a lot of great guys on sure. Friday night. You know, sure. those, those, there's a ton of first rounders, and this year is no different than than, than most. And uh, but the difference for us is, you know, we have that ace to match up, and, and I think sometimes that makes the difference in your year is how you match up on Friday night. You know, all the teams are good, all the teams are talented, but when you have that ace, when you have that Ryan Rollison or Drew Pomerantz or Lance Lynn, you're know, running out on Friday night. And not only does he give you a, you know, a good chance to win, but your team realizes that. Your team realizes that, uh, this guy's, you know, gonna win for us. And Doug, you know, kind of had that, you know, air about him last year as a freshman, even on Saturday. So that, I think that's a, a no pun intended. I think that's a shot in the arm for this team, you know, this year that, you know, you're running out a guy that, you know, we know that's going to give us a good opportunity to win on Friday night. And, and, and right out of the gates, two weeks from today, February 14th, He'll get that shot. I, I can just picture it, Coach. A while back, you were thinking, I'm going to plan this out. Let's see. It'll be my 20th year. We're going to open up at home. Let's host the number one team in the country <laughs> to start the year. Is that how it went? <laughs> yeah, that's how it exactly went. Uh, no, how it actually, actually went was, you know, I was talking to Dan McDonald, my son, Ben, uh, plays at Louisville, plays first base in Texas for them, and we were talking about scheduling because we had played in the past. As you know, Dan was a you know former assistant uh, for me in you know, my first six years here. We were just talking. And he was talking about how he wanted to you know rekindle the the, the uh, you know that rotation scheduling rotation, and so we just picked the year. I mean, it wasn't you know wasn't, uh, but they're good, and we knew they would be good. We weren't counting on them to be the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, but one of the things that I've said, and, and I know it's a great media, you know, question, and you know, you look at our schedule and and the teams that we play on the East and the teams that we don't play, and much has been made of but the schedule since it's been released. But the truth of the matter is, our players—that's why they came here. I mean, you know, they 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 came here because they wanted to play in the SEC. They wanted to play in a great conference against great competition, non-conferences, you know, games as, as well. And so when you look at the schedule and playing Vanderbilt and Florida and Mississippi State and, you know, Georgia and those types of teams, none of those kids didn't expect for that to happen. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think you, you know, you know, you as an athlete, you know, when you, when you, when you come to the SEC to play any sport, I think you expect that you're going to, you're going to play one of the toughest schedules in the country. And certainly that's our schedule this year. So on the 14th of February, Ben, uh, comes home. You know, to Oxford and hangs out and tries yeah. tries to beat his dad. You know, and then a month later, on the thirteenth of March, uh, here comes Drew with the LSU Tigers. Yeah. Comes back home, tries to beat dad. That's going to be a fun month. It'll be a fun month. Uh, you know, mom probably won't attend those games. <laughs> uh, you know, mom will find a way to you know, you know not be here. Uh, 
uh, nervous and, and, and of course, you know, not wanting to, you know, uh, have her reaction, you know, every time something good or bad, bad happens for her son, uh, or son. But yeah, how, how about that? That we open up with one son and, uh, then we open up conference play with the other son. But, uh, probably better than to deal with it for three days than for 56, you know, games. And sure. So, yeah. yeah, that's one of the reasons that they're at their respective schools that, you know, they can earn their own way and kind of find their own way for two really good coaches and Dan McDonald and Pulmonary. So, uh, you know, just happy for them. And as we've always said, you know, when that time comes, you know, we're, it's not me against them. It's, it's, it's Louisville against Ole Miss, and you know made the best team win. You know, it's interesting about that, Coach. Um, you know, within the context of a three-game series in town, so like Ben's on the Louisville team, he's coming back to his hometown where mom and dad live. But will he? Will he go? Will he come to the house? Will they, he like just stay with the team at the hotel the whole time? That, that's what I want to know. <laughs> That's a great question, and you're the first one to ask that. that. But the truth is, we haven't given it a lot of thought. I kind of thought about it a little bit, and I'm sure he'll probably come over. Uh, and we'll have the grandparents over, and I'm sure, you know, probably my guess is Saturday night, you know, because that'll be the most, you know, time because we play an afternoon game. Then mm-hmm. he'll probably come over to the house, and, and, you know, everybody likes a home cooked meal. So I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll get the home cooked meal, but we'll depend, depend on, you know, the serving portion and what we're having, <laughs> uh, how well he's doing at, at that time. That's it. That's great. Mike Bianco on your radio, uh, right now. Um, you know, we talked about some newcomers a, a bit ago. Um, and, and there's a known quantity, it seems like, in Tyler Keenan. Hit all those home runs. He's in the uh, home run derby. And, and you know, he and the Casey, you got some guys like that. But I wanted to ask you about a couple other names. And one of them is sure. this, this kid who's behind the plate. And, and maybe some big shoes to fill, certainly, for Hayden Dunhurst. It's just a name I've heard. And I, What's your evaluation of him at this point as a newcomer? No, he, he's been terrific, and uh, uh, certainly, you know, uh, one of the the number two ranked recruiting class. So this this freshman class that's on campus now uh, is the number two ranked recruiting class. So there's there's several, uh, you know, besides Plumley and Ely, several high profile guys. But you know, Hayden's got to be one of those guys that's up there when you when you're evaluating the class. And he he had a good fall offensively. It was just so so defensively. You know, he showed signs of why he was so highly touted coming out of high school. Just a, a very good receiver, very good blocker, uh, great, uh, uh, great arm and, and great release to second base. And is as far along as a freshman as maybe any catcher we've had, you know, here. And, you know, that's including, you know, Cooper, you know, Johnson who had been here and, you know, I picked last year and a guy that, uh, defense was, you know, so was talked about, but, but I see Don Hurst in, in that same mold and, and probably a little more advanced, you know, offensively at this point in his career. So, you know, I think he's going to have a sensational, you know, not only season, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, career here, you know, you know, behind the plate. Yeah. And about a minute left coach. Uh, I love the name. Peyton Chatagnier. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more Chatagnier. But, Chatagnier, but okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, from uh, South Louisiana ties, but you know, via Houston. His family's from South Louisiana, but moved to Houston. Okay. So it's French. It's French. Chatagnier. Okay, I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some new names and some new faces to learn. But hey, look, that's just when you're at a big time you know, SEC baseball program, you're coaching a lot of players for three years and that's it. It's constant turnover, isn't it? It is. 
and much will be said that we're so so young and so new, and that's that's easy. I think when you look at the roster, but you know, I think probably the biggest narrative for us in the, in the coaching office is the Keenans, the Servidias, the Caseys, the Hoaglands, you know, the Kevin, you know, Grams. You know, we need some of those returners, you know, to, to have good years because yeah. you know we do, even though we don't return a lot, the ones that we return are pretty good. No doubt about it. Well, and look, number two recruiting class in the country, you got. Guys like Nikhazy and Keenan, those back in the mix. The number one team in the country coming in for opening weekend in two weeks. And you only have about 150 tickets to sell. I think you're going to sell them pretty quick, Coach. Don't sweat it. That's my advice. Don't sweat okay. it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the, 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 the uh, thought there. I appreciate it. Yeah, vote of confidence. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I know it's a fun time of year. We can't wait to watch you play. And, Micah, as always, thanks for your time. Thanks. I appreciate you, as always. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. That's Mike Bianco, head baseball coach, Ole Miss. And y'all can follow him on Twitter at Coach Mike Bianco. So how about that? You know, that's a team that I think because of what they lose, yes, you know, you were playing, uh, replacing shortstop and catcher and some of your rotation, all these players, you know, and a guy like Kessinger, who's your leader, and um, off a team that was in the postseason last year. Didn't make it to Omaha, but – you bring in a number two recruiting class. Preseason, a lot of people have them ranked in the top 25. I got a feeling it's a little too low. We know how that goes. Uh, they're going to be ready, going to be good. Number two class in the country, mixing in with Nikhazy and Keenan and Hoagland and those. Start off with number one Louisville the opening weekend. So they will have Swayze packed out for sure in Oxford. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. In hour number two, Russell on Facebook, on the Facebook live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt says, I am so ready for college baseball. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of folks around here are ready for it. Be here before you know it. It gets here quickly. It really gets here quickly. All right. You can be a part of the show. Hit me up on the text line, 885-ESPN. It is a 601 number. Text me, 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Give me a shout. Love to hear from you today. Over here on the text line, Bulldog Barney says... I'm hearing that Costello, that would be K.J. Costello, is possibly leaning towards the Huskies of Washington. Could be media speak. What are you hearing? Well, hmm. Um, I have not really heard anything one way or the other. I know that uh, Mike Leach, well, I say I know. I, 
I didn't hear it directly from him or anyone on the football staff, but there was chatter yesterday on Twitter. I believe I saw this, a question from a fan on Twitter, and Steve Robertson, who covers recruiting, y'all know Steve, uh, respond and say that Mike Leach was having an in-home visit with K.J. Costello and his family yesterday or last night. And that would be, again, following up on the previous weekend's on-campus visit with him. That's the only thing I've heard. Hadn't talked to anybody about it, um, Bulldog Barney. So I don't have any information as to which way he's leaning. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to have a sure enough source, wouldn't you? Like anybody in media would have to have just an impeccable source to know what a player and his family are thinking. So when you say leaning, you know, I hear he's leaning here, I hear he's leaning there. I mean, people get indications, they report on it. It could be coming from second hand. But unless you actually talk to the guy and he gives you an honest answer, how are you really going to know? If there's um, any news on it, y'all let me know. If I see it, I'll let you know. Generally on the recruiting recruiting stuff and kind of the way it is now, I, I'm not always plugged in at, and I certainly don't track it 24 hours a day uh, like some people do. The other thing is, too, you know, if you look at it from State's perspective, I mean, it'd be a big get to go and get. It's a, it's a one-year transfer. Leach has had some success with those kind of guys. Obviously, Minshew is the prime example. One-year transfer, it works out really well. Sometimes and other times it doesn't. When you look at Tommy Stevens at Mississippi State, he didn't really, he couldn't stay healthy. Not his fault, he just didn't stay healthy, you know. And it didn't really work out. So sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. On paper going in, it looks really good. A guy who could run the offense and could really help you. But if he's considering Washington, which people say he's visited there, um, I mean, that makes sense too, right? It's closer to home for him. It's in a conference he's familiar with. I don't hadn't looked at the schedule, but I assume he might get a shot at his former school. You know, all those things, maybe they make a difference. Maybe two players around him make a difference. Maybe it's about distance from home. Maybe it's about how it feels. The thing is, too, with Mike Leach's history with quarterbacks and the offense and the numbers, that's probably really attractive to him also. So, I mean, I could see it either way, but if it's me, I'd go to state and play for Leach. Just because, again, you're a one-year transfer. you got one year to show the NFL – Yes, that you're healthy. You can really do that anywhere. But to show them you're not only healthy, but you are very good and you are NFL capable, which means you got to put the ball in the air and it's got to be caught a bunch and you've got to have a lot of reps and the numbers have to inflate. If in a conference, any Power 5 conference, but especially the SEC, you go throw for 3,000 yards, you go throw for 3,500 yards, that's doing something. You're going to get a look. And like I said, if I'm looking at it, I'm going, okay, I got one year. And this guy, everywhere he's been a head coach, the passing numbers are through the roof. And I'm told it doesn't take long to learn it. <laughs> hmm. You know, their, their worst year throwing the ball at Washington State was the first year, and it was still 3,900 yards. It was the only year in his time there at Washington State they didn't throw for over 4,000. 
And he had multiple QBs at Washington State that did play themselves into an NFL job. So that's where I would go. But I'm not from California. I like Mississippi and hunting and fishing. And I like the lack of traffic. <laughs> and to each his own. Bulldog West is quoting the Jerry Clower stuff that we have in the open. Look for it. Speak to it. <laughs> uh, Ghost Texter says, Matt, any targets for Mississippi State or Ole Miss in Mississippi High School class for the February signing still on the board? Uh, to whomever you are, uh, guys like Chris Brooks and Jake Wimberly and those, they can really cover the recruiting for you. I don't follow it and track it every day, so I don't really have the information. My approach on it, I take a different approach on it, and that is, after they sign, tell me who they are. And let's go from there. And then let's go watch them practice and watch them play and figure them out from there. Jason says, in regards to Mike Bianco, who was on the show earlier, he says, uh, hard to believe that folks wanted him fired. It really is hard to believe, considering all the success that they've had and the way he built that program. He's been there for 20 years. You go back to what it was. 20 years ago to what it is now, it's just completely night and day. Jay in Baltimore, on the text line, Matt. He said, you know, I believe maroon and white and therefore root for the dogs and everyone who plays Ole Miss. I sure wish they had a baseball coach that wasn't so likable. <laughs> yeah, he's a likable guy, no doubt about it. And, Jay, I'm sorry, I didn't see the text line during the interview, so I was unable to get your uh, question in uh, for him. We've got an unnamed guy here says, nice interview, Matthew. Knew you could do it. Now get Jason back on and replace, what does it say, and replace Flagstaff dude number three. Oh, so you want, you want Jason from Idaho to call back in who called in earlier this week who was very entertaining, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. We can't get rid of either Jason. He he was slightly off his rocker. Yeah, I'm gonna take the solid military guy. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Tyler on the text line says, "What does looking at a transfer quarterback do to your relationship with the quarterbacks on the roster that played the year before?" Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, it can have an effect, I guess. Not because we don't live in a perfect world, and not everybody is perfect. Um. You know, competition is something that it'll make you better. It's good for you. It's good for the team. It's what's best. But it doesn't mean that it's, you like it. It's kind of like lifting weights. It's what's good for you. It's what's best. Best long-term, best short-term. Doesn't mean it's comfortable. It does not mean you necessarily that you like it either. So what does it do to those relationships? Well, it could. You might have one or two that don't like it. Oh, man. He didn't. But if that's the case and they don't like it and they start to doubt what you think about them, it's their job to prove you wrong as opposed to go the other way. And if they go the other way and go in a tank and pout and become an attitude issue or something like that, then you learned what you needed to learn about them. And at that point, you go, well, who cares about the relationship? So ultimately, Tyler, it's just something you can't worry about. In reality, in big boy stuff, you just can't worry about it. 
Sing it, George. Finally Friday. We'll wrap it up next. Stay with me. I got a little sugar baby down the road. She's sitting on a ready and rocking on gold. We'll dance up a storm and later on night we'll be working on a doing all the Back on the show. One last little hoorah with you here. Ten minutes or so to wrap up this week before we get into next week. Super Bowl is basically here. Who doggies? <laughs> I'm tickled about it. I know you are too. All right, uh, let's go. Bryce is in Brandon. He's on the Divinity Equipment phone. Hey, Bryce. Hey, Matt, how are you? Just right. What's up? Hey, look, I was going to reply back to the, uh, the texture that was asking about the transfer portal. You think it's a good idea, chemistry and all that fun stuff. And, and let me just first say, I get it from a fan standpoint why you asked that question. I mean, I'm probably one of the biggest fans. Uh, you know, we get season tickets every year. We've had them for forever. I mean, Lord, Matt, when you were quarterback in there in 98-99, I was the mascot. So, I mean, I'm a pretty big stinking Mississippi State fan. That being said, this is a business, people. And if you don't feel you have the best people to lead your business or to make your business successful, you go out and you find them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand about team camarader- you know, camaraderie, you want to have all that, and you want to make sure it gels. But at the end of the day, we're paying this man $5 million to win football games and not to win feelings of 18- and 19-year-olds because somebody else is better or, or potentially can come in and take their spot. So. I think as a reality check, we need to remember this is a this is a business, and we're paying these coaches to win football games, and so we trust their judgment in in order what has to happen. So, just make sure everybody keeps that in mind as we uh, go into the weekend. Yeah, I appreciate those thoughts, Bryce. You're right. The this idea that you know the transfer ability is good in so many ways for the student athlete, and it does give them a chance to look out for number one when they want to do that. The converse is. For the coaches, you don't know who you're going to have and who you won't. You know, the year that Joe Burrow transferred into LSU, and that obviously worked out. It's a situation where it really has worked out. There's many more situations where it doesn't. But when it has worked out, that's, you know, there's one example, Joe Burrow. But when he transferred in there, there were two quarterbacks on the roster that with about a week or a week and a half into two a days quit and left. So you start fall practice with a full roster of four QBs and you go into the first game with two. So a lot of it is depth also. You know, that's the other thing. You don't know who's going to be there and who isn't. You don't know who's going to say, well, I'll give it one more shot for two weeks in fall camp. If I don't win the starting job, I'm out of here. And I'm, you know, transferring to a school where I can go play. Well, you also have to protect yourself from a team standpoint from depth. It's like you, you're relating it to a business. If you run a business that's dependent on outside sales and the ratios have always been what they are, you know, if you're going to, you got to have a minimum of four outside salespeople in order to kind of meet these deadlines, whether they're great salespeople or not, we got to have a minimum of four. 
Well, you know, you might want to have five or six because you never know when one's going to say, I'm out. I don't like this. <laughs> that entry level that you just hired in their first job straight out of school or whatever it is, you don't know when they're going to say, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. I don't like this. You kind of have to protect yourself as a business, and there is an, an element to that. There's just no, no doubt. Jason in Flagstaff. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. I was just calling in to uh, disappoint your texture there. I'm not a Yankee. I am no alcoholic, and I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. And I'll hang up and listen. Good call, Jason. Hey, Jason, who's well, he's gone. He really meant he was going to hang up and listen. Sergeant's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. How about this? Sergeant Jason. So That's right, Sergeant Jason. How about this? So we have Jay in Baltimore who calls and texts. Now we have Kelsey in Baltimore who is Jay's daughter. And Kelsey has a question. Hello, Kelsey. What's up? Hey, Matt. Hey. Good to hear from you. So... You know my dad is a huge Mississippi State fan, and I'm certainly a fan as well. My dad even took me to the Egg Bowl for the first time this year, and I'm a huge fan of Jake Mangum, but we have a problem. I'm considering going to Ole Miss, and I know you live in a house divided yourself, so Mm. I was just wondering how do I convince my dad to let me go to Ole Miss? So are you, you really want to go there is what you're saying. You've made your mind up? It's definitely at the top of my list. Okay. Yes. Um, can I ask, um, is scholarship involved or are you just kind of picking a destination based on what you want to do? I actually haven't heard back from Ole Miss. It's rolling. So Mm -hmm. I don't know yet if they'll offer me a scholarship, but. Okay. You know what I would say, Kelsey, the whole, uh, I, I, there are a lot of people out here that are just like your dad. And that is a die-hard fan of one school or the other, and then maybe a kid that starts looking somewhere else. So, my first bit of advice for him would be: tell your dad, "Hey, look, we're not the only ones going through this." <laughs> okay, that'll yeah. that'll comfort him a little bit. That'll comfort him a little bit. But tell him, yeah. And and this is what I would tell you, Kelsey. You need to kind of make your decision based on what you want to do long term. Just, just know, just know that there are some of us. Well, let's just put it this way: just know that your dad is probably going to really try. Like he's gonna, you're about to get the royal treatment. He's about to take you to the to duty noble. You're going to be hanging out in the outfield. You're going to look up and go, boy, dad's being really nice. He wants to spend quality time with me. He's taking me to, you know a series in Starkville, just know he's really trying to make that lasting impression because he wants you to go to state. Okay. I just want to be clear yeah. on that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hey, and look, totally. Um, good luck with it. Um, and, and it'll Thank work you. out. Ole Miss is a good school. It's a good place. I've told my wife that uh, our daughter, Mary Liddy, when she grows up, she's welcome to go to school there as long as it's on scholarship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snappy dressers up there. <laughs> right. Kelsey, um, who's going to win the Super Bowl before I turn you loose? Um, 
Kansas City. Okay. I'm going for them. My my dad my dad like Patrick Mahomes, so All right. Well, good. I'm on board with that. Well, look, have a great weekend. Thanks for the phone call. You too. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Kelsey in Baltimore. She, she's she good old Miss, but she's got to listen to this radio show. <laughs> That's it. Don't, don't go it. listen to Mother's shows now. He was like, you know, I'm tired of talking about this. Call Matt. Now, what I'm telling you, Jay, is, man, you're going to love her either way. Don't worry about it. Do what's best for her. Roger, good care of her up there. So yesterday, Jonathan Bender had a birthday. Uh, the former Picayune star that played in the NBA, big-time basketball star from the state of Mississippi, his his birthday was yesterday. I think he's 38, 39. Well, today, a day later, January 31st, this is the birthday of Othella Harrington. Born in Jackson, Mississippi, went to Murrah High School, was a star at Georgetown from 92 to 96. And then was a second round pick, 30th overall, in the 1996 NBA draft. Uh, the Houston Rockets selected him. And he was there with the Rockets, what, that's four years. Then he played for the Grizzlies for three seasons while he, they were in Canada, in Vancouver. Five, well, let's see, one, two, yeah, no, four seasons with the Knicks through 2004, three years with the Bulls up to 2006, okay, played in Charlotte, and then spent one year in the D-League, and I think uh, that was pretty much it, and now he is the director of basketball operations for Georgetown uh, University from right here in Jackson. Big-time player, big-time name. Today, January 31st, a big old happy birthday to former Murrah star, all 6'9", 235 pounds of him. Happy 45th birthday to Othella Harrington. He's one of those that you can, you know, find a high school basketball gym around the state, walk up in there and say, hey, who's the best player maybe ever come out of here? And everybody would kind of say Chris Jackson. They'll talk about James Robinson and some others. And Othella Harrington's name always comes up. Listen to this right here. Listen to this right here. Othella Harrington. His entire year, uh, senior year in high school at Murrah. So this would be back in 91. He and Jason Kidd. We're like unanimously the number one or number two player in the country, either or. His senior year at Murrah, he averaged 28 points and 24 rebounds and five block shots a game. <laughs> he won Mr. Basketball in the state of Mississippi for two years in a row, was a parade and USA Today All-American, a 1992 McDonald's All-American, the MVP of the 92 McDonald's All-American game, he set a game record with 21 rebounds in the McDonald's game. Othella Harrington, here in Jackson. Happy birthday. Y'all have a great weekend. Go Chiefs! See y'all next week. See ya! I'm in love.